Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know about a live virtual training we're hosting the first week of January, 2023. It's called How to Lower Insulin Resistance, Five Keys to Lower Blood Sugar, Lose Weight, and Keep It Off. In it, you're gonna learn the one mindset shift that helped one of our Zibli members lose 50 pounds and counting. While you're not seeing results, even though you think you're eating healthy, ways that you're raising your blood sugar without even realizing it, the simple framework to actually change your health habits, and new information about insulin resistance that your doctor probably doesn't even know. If you're watching or listening to this episode live, if you can, pause the episode and register right now while it's at the top of your mind. Go to zivli.com forward slash training. That's Z-I-V-L-I.com forward slash training. Now you can also just shoot me a direct message on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Morgan Nolte. Message me the word training and I can help get you registered for that. We'll leave a link to register for this training in the show notes and description for this episode too. We're hosting two times for you to attend live. One is Tuesday, January 3rd at 11 a.m. Central Time, and the other is Friday, January 6th at 1 p.m. Central Time. You'll see on the registration form, there's also the option to get the replay if you're not able to attend live. We are so excited to share this training with you. It's gonna be so great, so valuable, and we hope to see you there. All right, let's jump into this episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zivli. As a geriatric physical therapist, I saw the heartbreaking effects of insulin resistance. At Zivli, our mission is to help you prevent and reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention through a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. Each week on this podcast, you'll learn simple, actionable tips to lose weight, keep it off, and get healthy. If you're ready to create a body and life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zibli, and today you'll learn four excellent tips to not eat all the sweets this holiday season. I wanted to create this episode because historically for me, the holidays have been a time where I have really overeaten sugar. We know that sugar is the single nutrient that contributes the most to insulin resistance. I can't even call it a nutrient really, because it's not required for any process in your body. So if you want to reduce insulin resistance and inflammation, lowering your sugar intake is really essential. So if you want to live a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle, reducing your sugar intake is essential. Before we get started too much, I just really wanted to say thank you for listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube. So it's right before Christmas when it's airing and maybe you're baking or doing some meal prep or traveling and you're in the car. Maybe you're waiting at the airport or you're cleaning like crazy because you know the company's coming soon. Maybe you're working out at the gym, driving to work or heading home from work. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to know that I am so grateful for you and your continued support because I feel very blessed to be able to do this work that I love so much. So I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy New Year, whatever other holiday that you may be celebrating this time of year. I hope that it's very joyful for you and your family and also that you get some rest and relaxation. 
So today's episode is all about how to not eat all the sugar. Specifically, we're discussing the difference between emotional and physical hunger. We're going to review the stop method for preventing emotional eating and talking about stoppers to help cue yourself to stop eating or prevent eating the sweet stuff or snacking in the first place. Real quick, if you haven't already, in the spirit of giving, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave an honest rating and review, or subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're watching there, if you've received any value at all from my content over the years. I would consider it my Christmas present from you and be extremely grateful for your support and helping this content reach and help more people. All right, the first tip to not eat all the sugar is to recognize your emotional eating cues. Let's be real. Most sugar eating is emotional eating. There is zero nutritional value in sugar, and we all know that it's not good for our health. But if you don't understand how your subconscious or habit brain has been wired to think about sugar, you won't be able to outsmart it. To break this down, let's start by taking a look at the differences between physical hunger and emotional hunger. Remember that you can also use the words conditional, learned, or nostalgic hunger in place of emotional hunger because they're really one and the same. So emotional hunger comes on suddenly. It hits you really fast and feels overwhelming and urgent. Physical hunger comes on more gradually. The urge to eat doesn't feel as immediate and it doesn't really demand to be satisfied right now, maybe unless you're at the end of a long fast. Emotional hunger craves specific comfort foods. When you're physically hungry, almost anything sounds good, including protein or vegetables. But with emotional hunger, you'll crave foods that are typically high in starch and sugar and maybe salt that provide an instant rush of energy and dopamine. Unfortunately, these foods are designed to make you want to eat more of them. So emotional hunger often leads to overeating and mindless eating. When you're eating in response to physical hunger, you're more aware of what you're doing. Emotional hunger isn't satisfied when you're full. You keep wanting more and more, often eating until you're uncomfortably full. With physical hunger, you feel satisfied when your stomach is full. So for me, a great example is eating a well-balanced dinner will satisfy my physical hunger but craving something sweet or snacking after dinner is definitely learned or conditional hunger. This is because we always had dessert after dinner when I grew up. That conditioned me to want something sweet after dinner, even though I don't need it. So dessert or eating something sweet became my stopper. And we're gonna get to other stoppers besides dessert later in this episode. Emotional hunger isn't located in the stomach. Hunger actually starts in your brain at the sight, smell, or even thought of food. So rather than feeling your stomach grumble, you feel your hunger as a craving that you can't get out of your head. You're focused on specific textures, tastes, and smells, and these cravings may be very intense. Emotional hunger often leads to regret, guilt, shame, or hiding of food. When you eat to satisfy physical hunger, you're unlikely to feel these negative emotions. If you feel guilty after eating, it's likely because you know deep down that you're not eating for nutritional reasons, you're eating to soothe your emotions, and that this behavior isn't congruent with your deeper, longer-term desires to be healthy. 
Emotional hunger can't be filled with food. Eating may feel good at the moment, but the underlying feelings that cued the eating are still there. And you often feel worse than you did before. Emotionally, because you know that you didn't need the food and you feel like you're self-sabotaging. And physically, because often the food that you ate was high in sugar. So now you're experiencing a sugar crash with subsequent bloating and inflammation the next day. Occasionally using food as a pick-me-up, a reward, or to celebrate isn't necessarily a bad thing. Occasionally being the operative word here. One of our Zigley members used the term rare and appropriate occasions, and I really like that terminology around sweets. So when eating sweets or eating in general is your primary emotional coping mechanism, you get stuck in an unhealthy cycle where the real feeling or problem is never addressed. If you find your first impulse is to open the refrigerator or pantry whenever you're procrastinating, stressed, upset, lonely, exhausted, bored, or feel like you need a reward, this is a sign that emotional eating needs to be addressed. With an understanding of the differences between physical and emotional hunger, let's talk about the emotional eating cycle and how this sugar habit forms. All habits go through four stages in the same order. Cue, craving, response, and reward. Let's view this habit cycle from the lens of emotional eating. The cycle starts with your cue. Everyone has different cues for emotional eating. Examples of cues that could activate your cravings for sweets around the holidays include being around certain family members, being around family tension, feeling emotionally exhausted, being sleep deprived, feeling like you're doing more than your fair share, feeling underappreciated, feeling sad about someone that you're not with anymore, being exposed to certain foods that are typically only available this time of year, or even just having more alcohol than you normally would, which lowers your inhibition. Very often, people just associate emotional eating with negative emotions, such as sadness, loneliness, fear, or anxiety. But from my personal experience, I know that emotional eating can be attributed to positive emotions too. You may be tempted to augment your already good feelings with the dopamine hit that you get from sugar. So even the feeling of excitement can be a cue for you to want something sweet. The next step in the cycle is the craving. And these would be the signs of emotional hunger that you just learned. And these cravings will come on fast. Again, they are for certain tastes or textures, often from foods high in refined and processed carbohydrates or sweeteners. The sweet taste, regardless of whether it comes from caloric or non-caloric sweeteners, is what you're actually craving. More specifically, you're craving the dopamine release that makes you feel good, the physiological effects of sweet things. The next step is your response. This is the act of emotional eating. The problem with emotional eating is that the reward changes often within seconds of eating it. So the immediate reward of emotional eating is positive. Food, especially sugar, triggers the dopamine reward center in your brain and it makes you physically feel good and happy. That's why one of the best things that you can do to prevent emotional eating on sweets is to think beyond the current moment and ask yourself, how will I feel about this choice tomorrow? Is this choice serving current me or future me? Just having this insight that often your cravings for sweets are emotional, 
learned or nostalgic and cued by certain things can help reduce them. Understanding your cues gives you the opportunity to reduce or avoid them or just make a plan for when you are exposed to them. Your brain is not trying to sabotage you. There are just certain cues that you're not exposed to very often this time of year, and you may just not have the thought skills required to combat these frequent cues. In Zivli, we have an entire masterclass dedicated to the topic of emotional eating because this is a key habit that really needs to change for sustainable weight loss. We are just touching the surface of the emotional eating iceberg in this episode today, but hopefully having a concrete understanding of emotional versus physical hunger and the cues that activate your specific cravings for sugar will help you start to reflect upon your own emotional eating cues so that you can proactively make a plan. The second tip is something I've mentioned recently in the podcast, but felt worth repeating. So it's the stop method. When you're at the end of a meal and you're tempted to keep eating, or if you're around sweets and you're tempted to eat them, but you don't really want them or they weren't part of your plan, then use this stop method. The S stands for space. The T stands for time. O is for observe and P is for plan. Give yourself space from the food. So go to a different room or to the bathroom. Then give yourself time, at least two minutes, to observe how you're feeling. Recognize that this is likely emotional hunger and that you don't have to eat the food or sugar if you don't really want to. Then the P is for plan. Make a plan on whether or not you're going to eat the food. And if not, what are you gonna do instead? Which brings us to the third tip. The third tip to not eat all the sugar is to use stoppers other than sweets for the end of your meal or when you're tempted to eat sugary stuff throughout the day. When you have the sweet taste on your tongue, such as after you eat dessert, it's going to continually make you want more. That's why it's so hard to just have one bite. Going back to the habit loop, the sweet taste itself is a cue that gives you the craving to want more. Just seeing the sweets can be the cue. So what can help is having a stopper that changes the taste on your tongue. I recommend either minty gum or even better is brushing your teeth. After you do that, you're done eating for the meal or for the day. Or if you're just being tempted to snack, the minty flavor is a good physical reminder of your intention not to snack. Commit to just having hot tea or water after your stopper so that you don't tempt yourself with more sweet stuff or alcohol on your tongue. The fourth tip is to watch or listen to an episode I did on 10 tips to keep insulin low over Thanksgiving. Those tips are applicable no matter what you're celebrating, when you're celebrating, and they are more geared towards specific nutritional strategies that you can use to lower your sugar cravings and keep insulin low. That episode will be linked in the show notes, and I highly suggest that you watch it or re-listen to it again as a refresh. I hope that you found today's episode helpful. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate either of those holidays, Happy New Year, whatever you're celebrating. I hope that you have a fantastic time with your loved ones and be sure to take care of yourself during this busy holiday season. Prioritize time to fill your own bucket too. I'll talk with you again soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Reshape Your Health podcast today. To learn more about Zivli, our online course and coaching program to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention, check out our website at www.zivli.com. That's Z-I-V-L-I.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review on your listening platform and share it with a friend. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.